News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. Ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. What a gorgeous weekend to get yourself in a new vehicle. Yeah. You know, if you're driving around and you uh, need a new convertible or you, you can't, uh, you don't got AC that works, well, then you definitely got to stop by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You absolutely. It is like a, a rite of passage at that point. All right, uh, a lot of great things to get to on the show this morning. I was just telling our Facebook Live audience, that's right. If you're listening on the Terrestrial Radio, that's amazing. If you're listening on the uh, the uh, KHMO app, that's amazing. You should follow along the show as well, On The Mark KHMO. That's all one word, On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. You can find us there, like and follow. I post things throughout the week, kind of give you a little teasers about what we'll talk about on the show. And then... During the show right now, as I'm talking to you live on the radio, I'm also live on the Facebook uh, page, so you can uh, you can watch the show there. Uh, and if you miss a minute of the show and you want to catch up or previous shows, I always post on the mark uh, uh, on the on the mark KHMO Facebook page the link to the podcast. Of course, every show is recorded, and you can listen on the podcast thanks to Apple Podcasts as well. This is episode 138 of On the Mark here on this. June 4th, and uh, we are underway in the NBA Finals, so let's get into it. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. The Boston Celtics proved to me that this is going to be a series. It's going to be a real series. Uh, Last week on the show, I predicted no matter what, who the Warriors would face, they would win. I still believe the Warriors will win. Let me make that very clear. I still have all the faith in the world that the Golden State Warriors will win the NBA Finals. I really do. I'll explain all that here in a bit. But there are some things we learned. We saw Game 1. The Celtics steal Game 1 on the road. I fully expect for the Warriors to come out firing in all cylinders, get control back of the series, even it on up 1-1 Sunday night, and go into Boston fully prepared and capable of getting home court back, um, I I think this um, I think game one there was a lot to take away. So let's jump into it. First and foremost, it's really great watching two teams that were built, not bought. Uh, I, you kind of saw that meme going around on Twitter, on Facebook, and all that, and and it is just true. It's just fun. I mean, how many times have we seen in the past couple of years? Kawhi and the Raptors, you kind of knew it was a one and done. You know, LeBron with the Lakers. Well, we've seen LeBron with the the Cavs before and LeBron with the Heat. Even when KD was with the Warriors, I mean, the Warriors have still always been a team that was built, not bought. 
But those felt a little cheap. They felt a little different. It's really, really nice to see two teams that their cores and and the players that are really impactful for them, for the most part, are all drafted, built around. And, and the pieces they've brought in to help elevate the team, the Al Horfords, you know, the Andre, Andre Guadalas, they're not megastars. They're people in a very unique spot of their career, which also brings me to one really fascinating point about this NBA Finals. The Boston Celtics, the 2022 Boston Celtics, really are the 2015-16 Golden State Warriors in so many ways. You know, Jason Tatum is Steph Curry. He is the star. He's the bona fide star. But at times, he can shrink and he can disappear and not feel like an alpha, not feel like a dog, not feel like um, has the ability to kind of Jimmy Butler, just be like, get out of my way, this is my team. You have Jalen Brown, who is Clay Thompson, a super athletic to an incredible shooter who can be streaky at times, who can go off for 50, but also have a really quiet like 12 night and be like, you know what? Where was Jalen Brown in that night? What happened to what happened to Clay Thompson that night? Jalen Brown is Clay Thompson, and in so many ways, uh, they both can lock you down. Uh, they both uh, at this point in time feel underrated next to their superstar, even though them in their own right, you could argue maybe you should build a team around them. Maybe they could be number ones on a team, but they feel like they fit better with the superstar they're paired with, and they're part of the system. They were brought in to elevate that star, and both of those stars don't really have the dog in them. And then you have Marcus Smart, who is Draymond Green. They have the dog. They are not the most talented guy, but they are your defensive weapon. They are your culture tone setter, and they're the dog. And they they are there to protect the superstar. They are that enforcer for Wayne Gretzky. You know what I mean? They are, they're, they're Gronk and Edelman for Tom Brady. They're going to stand up and get in your face. They're not going to let Tom get hit. That's what Marcus Smart is. That's what Draymond Green is. The difference is these warriors are older, wiser, but also, let's be honest, not as great. And this young Celtics team is certainly a team that feels in their prime. These are guys that are in their prime, in their roles, in their prime. This Warriors team certainly feels like guys at the end of their prime, or in Draymond Green's case, out of their prime, but have a ton of veteran savvy and an understanding of how they play really well together. So it's a really fascinating matchup in that way. And Marcus Smart really is Draymond Green of a couple years ago. The problem is it leads you to Draymond Green now. Draymond Green is one of the reasons the Warriors are in the finals and can win the finals. But if the Warriors lose the finals, I honestly feel it's going to be the majority of Draymond Green's fault. And and I know that feels like it's a scapegoat, but it's just not. Remember back to those uh, NBA finals in 2015, 2016, 2017, Draymond Green was always capable of going off for 20-plus points. In that 2016 finals in Game 2 alone, Draymond Green went for 28. There is no way on God's green earth Draymond Green is going for 28 in this series. It's not happening. 
It is not happening. And not because, oh, the Celtics are just so good defensively. No, no, no. They leave him wide open. I'm a Bulls fan. I watched the end of Joe Kim Noah's career. Joe Kim Noah had a three-year, four-year stretch where he was legitimately a defensive player of the year uh, candidate, top three every year. And he was top three in the MVP voting that one year because you legitimately could run the point guard in the offense for Joe Kim. And he was going off for close to 20 points a game. Draymond Gr- And then you watched at the end of Joe Kim Noah's career, the, 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 it, the shelf fell quickly, fell off the shelf, off the cliff. I don't know why I came up with shelf. Maybe because I'm staring at a shelf in the background here in the cage of my studio. The, sh- the, the cliff came quickly for Joe Kim, and it has come dramatic, dramatically quickly for Draymond. He cannot go for 28 points. I would bet the under on Draymond Green 20 points every single game. It's just not happening. And that's a problem for the Warriors. That's where the Warriors now lose game one. And they have got to find a way now to realize, all right, Draymond Green is really valuable. He's really valuable to us on a defensive level and running our schemes. But now we know that Draymond, at most, you can get 10 points from him. So Steph is going to have to average over 30. Clay is going to have to average 22 to 24. And then you need Wiggins... And someone else to consistently step up. Uh, and it, maybe that's Otto Porter Jr., but Wiggins and Porter Jr. need to consistently be averaging 30-plus points like total together. Because Andre Iguodala was a liability out there. And no one else really... I mean, Jordan Poole can score, but he's so bad defensively. His plus-minus, he was minus 19. I mean, he was bad. And Otto Porter Jr. wasn't much better at minus 18. And I'm not, I don't love to go too much into the, the, the weeds of the analytics, but plus minus does matter. And that leads me also to the, the Boston Celtics. Now, credit to the Boston Celtics. They outscore the Warriors 40 to 16 in the fourth quarter. And the Celtics very much so stole game one. I mean, it is a classic steal of a game in a series as I've ever seen in my life. Nothing going right for them. Down 15-plus at points of time during the third quarter. And and all of a sudden, you look up at the end of the fourth, and they win the game. And handily. I mean, they absolutely shell-shocked the Warriors. They got on fire in the fourth quarter, and they stole game one. And credit to them. They deserve credit for that. They did what they had to do. Steal one game in Golden State, and then hang on for dear life, and let's see if we can make this a six-game series and win on our home court. So credit to the Boston Celtics. And everyone's trashing Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum was bad. Jason Tatum was not good. And while, yes, the Boston Celtics were able to win a game with Jason Tatum only scoring 12 points, his plus-minus during that game was plus 16. He was crucial to them winning that game. Defensively, he had 13 assists. Um, He had um, five rebounds. I mean, Jason Tatum was active in that game. Uh, uh, he had a steal. So Jason Tatum, while he didn't score, he was an active. He was he was crucial to the Boston Celtics winning Game One, stealing Game One. They didn't win Game One. They stole Game One. Let me be clear about it. I mean, yes, technically they won it, but they stole Game One. No shame in that. I'm not shaming them, but it, they did what they had to do. But let's call a spade a spade. They stole Game One. They got really hot, 
at the right time, and they flooded the Warriors, and the Warriors had no answer. And they looked shell-shocked and tired in the fourth quarter, and they had absolutely zero answer for the Boston Celtics. So, that's my thoughts on game one. There's a lot to unpack there. I think Draymond Green is a real liability at this point in time, but he's needed for the Warriors to win. So, they're going to have to get creative. And this Warriors team is very smart. They are veterans. I'm not afraid for them at all. I still think the Warriors will win this series. I just think now it's going to be six or seven games. They're going to have to find a way to scrap and claw and get a game in Boston, get the home court back. Um, Would it shock me if those Celtics win this series now? No. It it would have shocked me a week ago, the Celtics or the Heat winning the series. Well, does it shock me this morning if they win it? No. And that's and that's because I learned something. I learned that Draymond Green, um, I, I thought Draymond's offense wouldn't be as big of a deal, and it is going to be a big of a. It's going to be a huge deal. So if Draymond Green, the max you're going to get out of him is ten points, that looks like like that's the max you're going to get out of him in a game. Where can the Warriors consistently find thirty other points? It's got to be a, a combination of. Poole and Porter, uh, or or uh, or um, uh, Porter and um, you know w- w- Wiggins. I mean, obviously Wiggins is he's got to be closer to maybe twenty points a game, you know, and and that's uh, just something that we'll have to wait and see. So again, I still like the Warriors. I still think the Warriors will win this series. Credit to the Celtics for stealing Game One, and to be honest with you, the Celtics. They have a they 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 have they have proven to me that it that it, it they deserve to be here and it wouldn't be a shock that they win this finals. Uh, a week ago, I did I felt differently. I felt I felt differently. I felt that the Celtics didn't have a chance. Um, now I do, but I still take the Warriors. Still feel good about the Warriors. I think the Warriors game, win game two, and I actually think they win game three on the road in Boston. I think it's listen. We've seen Boston lose games at home. They did it in the Heat. They, they, they did it to the Bucks, So the Boston's going to lose the game at home. I think the Warriors go up 2-1 two, two the series by the time we're back on the air. I think we're 2-2 two, two, headed back to Golden State in a three-game series. And it's and it's um, and to me, that favors Golden State. Two games at home, the experience, uh, um, and, and, uh, and Steph Curry, who's still the best basketball player in this series. All right, uh, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO. The KHMO brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. When we come back, we're talking Dustin Johnson. We're talking Saudi Arabia Golf, the LIV League, and um, the implications and why Dustin Johnson is a fitting face for this new league. And it's it shouldn't be surprising at all the DJ is the guy who's going to lead the the charge on this new league. I'll explain why I also don't think the PGA Tour needs to fear this league at all. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO. The KHMO brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. We'll be right back. And promoting a mental health friendly workplace. So what can I do to help? As a CEO, I can set the tone for a supportive culture. As a manager, I can offer assistance and accommodations. As a coworker, I can be a source of support. As someone with a mental health condition, I can ask for what I need to perform my best. What can I do? What can I do? I can remind others that none of us are alone. And that we all benefit from workplaces that promote good mental health. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. 
We are Hometown News Talk, 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here News Talk, 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Uh, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. They have an incredible network of dealers. The Cunis dealership network is incredible. 3,000 new and used vehicles for you to choose from. You know the story. That's how I got my truck from Cunis Honda Hyundai. It was at one of their other locations. I stopped in the dealership and said, hey, I saw this on your website, but it's not here. I'd really like to see it. They had it for me the next day, and I was driving it off the lot. I mean, they are just incredible. Uh, they can change your life gets you out of a high payment, gets you into a lower one, gets you into something brand new. They have fully stocked lots when no one else in the tri-states does. Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. Uh, quickly, I want to wrap up uh, my Celtics uh, Warrior stock. I forgot to mention this point. Shout out to Al Horford. I mean, he went off for, you know, 20 something points. He hit, uh, you know, he hit six threes. Al Horford's not doing that again. And yes, Tatum only scoring 12 in the Celtics winning should be a credit to the Celtics bench. But I also think it's a credit to the fact that they legitimately stole that game. It, it, it was a wild, historic fourth quarter for a team that is capable of putting up numbers like that. And uh, the Warriors are just as capable of doing that in Boston. So I, I, as much as, as much as I know Boston fans should be pumped, you absolutely should be pumped. You did what you need to do. Every, you talk to every Celtics fan before the series start, they say, Hey, if we come back to Boston one, one, we're happy campers. You've guaranteed that. So you absolutely should feel pride in that. You should be excited about that. If you're a Warriors fan, all you got to say to yourself, as long as we come back to Golden State 2-2, we're in good shape. And and that's very, very plausible that they'll come back to Golden State 2-2. The series is far from over. It's now going to be, personally, I now think it's going to be a longer series than I thought. I thought the Warriors could take care of it in five. I don't see that happening now. All right, let's move on. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, we're talking golf, and we're talking Dustin Johnson. Uh, it is it has come out now that Dustin Johnson is kind of uh, the big name, the surprise name, if you will, joining the LIV uh, tournament. And uh, if you don't know what that is, that is the Saudi Arabia-backed uh, golf tournament. And, um, you know, there's a lot to unpack here politically, right? Um the, the Saudis, you know, historically have, are, 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 you know, human rights violations left, right, up and down, sideways and back, right? And being in business and taking Saudi money has been seen and can very easily be seen as shame and dirty money and coming from places that's just not ethical. And a lot of guys are making a moral stand on that. I think a lot of guys are also making the stand on, hey, the PGA Tour has been good to us for a long time. And we're not just going to jump ship to take huge checks from oil barons who uh, have a lot of atrocities against women and and issues in their own country, right? So there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, Beyond that, Dustin Johnson makes perfect sense to be the guy to jump off this. Uh, And hold on. I want to read this comment here from my guy, David Amelotti here. He says, the LV field is outrageously weak. No one's going to, no one playing makes me want to watch. DJ can go and make more money finishing second. Go ahead. I'm not against the other tour to hold six events and give a bunch of money. As long as it isn't run with blood money. Agreed. 
Uh, blah, blah. I, I, I agree. The LIV win shouldn't put someone in a major field. Absolutely agree. So, David, I 100% agree with you. Our guy, David Amelani, who you've heard on the show here with us before, he's a huge golf guy. I'm glad he's, uh, I'm glad he's responding here and giving me his feedback. Uh, my thoughts on this echo very similar to David. So let me, let me give you my thoughts. The LIV is going to be golf's version of the MLS, right? So let me explain. The PGA is going to up their purses. They're going to make the money a little bit more competitive. What the LIV and the Saudis are doing is basically saying, listen, you can get huge paychecks from us. And 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 Dustin Johnson can go overseas and he can make way more money finishing first and second against guys like Sergio Garcia, Kevin Na, Louis Ustase, and a couple recent amateurs who's done pretty well. Some guys from, I think, the, the one of the Asian tours have been uh, paid to come on over. Um, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood. Listen, Dustin Johnson should win these events, and he'll make bank. Dustin Johnson makes sense for this because Dustin Johnson is married to Paulina Gretzky. They live a very lavish lifestyle. They live on yachts. They live all over the world. They travel. And Dustin Johnson uses golf as a way to cash them big checks and to live a lavish lifestyle. And if that's what's important to Dustin Johnson, then absolutely join this tour. This LIV tour backed by the Saudis. And if you don't care where the money comes from and you can go to bed and sleep at night on your big super yacht and not care where the money came from, then fine. Then absolutely this makes sense for Dustin Johnson. What has been my complaint about Dustin Johnson on this show for years is that he doesn't have that killer instinct. He's not Tiger. Everyone wants him to be Tiger because he can play Tiger's game. His game is so much like Tiger's, but he just doesn't have the drive, the competitiveness. And if you were married to Paulina Gretzky and sleeping on yachts every night and traveling to the Mediterranean, to the Caribbean, would you have the drive to necessarily be the greatest of all time? Probably not. I can't blame the guy, but I, but I, as long as they know where the money's coming from and it, and it's pretty upfront and guy, a lot of the other guys you see in the list are the European guys. Listen, they're more comfortable and in their countries, it's not as big of a hit. Listen, it's not a big of a hit. And also for these guys, they're playing careers. Oh, Louis Houston is not competing in majors anymore. Sergio Garcia is not competing in majors anymore. Lee Westwood. He had his run where he finished a bunch of seconds and had, had, had chances, and he's not competing for majors anymore. Ian Poulter, Kevin Na, they're, 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 the careers have passed them. And, yeah, they're going to try to still compete and, and you know, get into major tournaments and, and, and you know, maybe put one on their shelves to hang their – one more or one on their shelves to hang their hat on, fine. But Dustin Johnson – can pay whatever fines the PJ wants to pay him. He'll compete in the four majors each year, and then he'll go over to the LIV, and he'll make a bunch of money, and he'll do all the endorsement deals with them, and him and his wife, his beautiful wife, will continue to, to live their lavish lifestyle and, and, and be okay with it. Where I feel, though, when I go back to my original analogy, beyond Dustin Johnson, Ian Poulter, Louis Eustazen, Lee Westwood, this is where... I say the LIV in the Saudi Golf League is now the MLS. The MLS pays big money to the David Beckhams and the Zlatan Ibrahimovic's and the uh, uh, future Messi and, and give it time. Ronaldo will come over as well. They write them big checks 
to finish off their careers there. It's kind of a traveling road show. That's exactly what the LIV is and the Saudis are doing. This is a traveling road show. Uh, you will see guys at the end of their career. Rory will eventually do it. Heck, Tiger event may even do it. Phil may even do it. They can't actually be competitive in PGA Tour golf. You're, you build your your legacy in the PGA Tour, just like they build their legacy in the uh, in the Premier League and 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 the Bundesliga and 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 La Liga. They build their they build your legacies in the legitimate. Listen, soccer's got three f- legitimate tours, and it doesn't hurt soccer. Golf can have another tour that is, you know, all right, there's guys playing it, wins kind of matter. And, you know, you put them as like kind of other stats. You know, when Dustin Johnson goes into the Golf Hall of Fame, which, again, is not a real thing. No one talks about the Golf Hall of Fame like we do the NBA or the NFL Hall of Fame or the Baseball Hall of Fame. But you put it says, yeah, he won a couple LIV tournaments. That's great. His career earnings are going to be absurd. Good for him. And eventually, all these other guys will play in some of these events. But when it comes down to actually debating who's the golf number one, who's the greatest golfers of all time, it's always going to be the PGA Tour. Just like we consider Premier League goals and Bundesliga goals and La Liga goals uh, and whatever the French league is, I can't think of it, with Pierre Saint-Germain, all of those matter a lot more than what you did in the MLS. And we just know it. And that's okay. That's okay. I personally, if I'm one of these guys in the prime of my career, DJ, Spieth, Morikawa, uh, you know, uh, John Rahm, I'm not touching LIV stuff for a good another over at least half a decade or more. Because I'm in the competitive part of my career where the PGA stuff matters. And the money you're making from your sponsors and all that stuff is going to overweigh it out anyways. The money you make from your sponsors, plus actually winning tour events, you'll make more money than you will at the LIV anyways. But for guys like Dustin Johnson, he's made his bet. Dustin Johnson now will never go down as a top 10 golfer of all time. He could have. He had all the talent in the world and 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 if and, and the ability, and it was on a career trajectory to maybe go down as a top 10 golfer of all time. He won't do it now. And that's a decision he, him and his wife made to say, we're going to take this money, we're going to take some easy wins, hopefully, and we're going to retire early, and we're going to keep living our lavish lifestyle and buy another yacht. And that's okay that they chose to do that. This is America. But just know that, you know, don't cry foul when you lose sponsors because certain sponsors don't want to be tied to the Saudis. You know, it's a similar thing that the NBA has. I mean, the NBA, LeBron James, you hear the political, the conservative talk show host mention it as a talking point when they hate on the NBA. And there is validity to it. LeBron James, these guys make a ton of money in China. And China has some obvious human rights atrocities. Now, it is slightly different because LeBron James isn't going over to play in China and just casting giant checks like that. In a way, this is kind of what Dustin Johnson is doing. But, you know, listen, money 
for these uber wealthy, when you get money, you want more of it. You don't want to lose any more of it. And all Dustin Johnson has shown is that he has given up the chance of being a top 10 golfer of all time to make more money than any golfers ever made winning tournaments before. And that's the one he's chosen. For the rest of the guys, I would advise them to stay away from the LIV. I would advise them to be competitors, to chase greatness. All of these young, good golfers have chances to become top 15, top 10 golfers of all time. The Brooks Kepkas, the Rory McIlroys, they are on the cusp of it. Keep battling. Go win majors. Battle in the PGA Tour. Make your money and invest it wisely that you get from Nike and your other big sponsors. And then in 10 years, when you've won seven, eight, nine majors and Brooks and they're, and Rory and they're talking about you as top 10 golfers of all time, then go over and, and if you want to make $20 million by winning one stupid tournament from the Saudis, money that you can't make in the U.S., then fine. I'm not going to judge you for it. Your legacy's already set. Just like I'm not going to judge David Beckham for coming over to the MLS. I will not judge Ronaldo when he comes over to the MLS or Messi when he comes to the MLS and just takes a stupid huge payday. I'm not going to judge them for that. Now, it is different because the money you make from the MLS isn't directly tied to Saudi oil money and human you know, uh, rights atrocities. And and you know we all have to we all have to then judge those guys and you know when you lay your own head on your own pillow at night I'm not going to tell you how to judge them I'll know, I I judge them differently for sure it's you know it's it's money that you have to feel good about your relationship with the Lord if you're going to take it all right uh, that's going to do it for Hesman headline number two we move on from the headline portion of our show coming up next I got to talk about talk about money. No one's talking about this story. I think it's one of the biggest stories in sports. Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State football, is talking money in college football and giving us actual breakdowns of what it's going to take to be competitive for his program and how much money he needs. And the numbers are fascinating. They make sense. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070, KHML and the KHML, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Present America's pastime, baseball. The Quincy Gems are in Prospect League action tonight at QU Stadium. There's baseball, great food, and beverages available. And it's the most economical entertainment you'll find. So bring your family and friends out tonight and enjoy the Gems in action. The Quincy Gems host the Clinton Lumber Kings tonight at QU Stadium. Come out and enjoy a hot dog, a soda, a cold beer, and Quincy Gems baseball. Play ball. Here is your weatherology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Cloudy today with highs around 82. Winds out of the southwest, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Cloudy skies expected again tonight. Lows dip down to about 63. Highs around 82 tomorrow. Slight chance for scattered thunderstorms. Right now, 73. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. you got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. I'm telling you, Cunis Honda Hyundai, they believe in faith, family, giving back. There's no one better in the tri-states. Uh, the best decision I made since moving to the tri-states, besides proposing to my incredible fiance, was getting uh, a, a deal done and, and, and buying my truck from Cunis. Uh, they are just incredible. They treat you like family. They check in on you. And they make sure that you're happy 
uh, with your purchase beyond satisfied. And that includes that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Let's jump into it here. Um, the NIL name, image, likeness is alive and well in college sports. And we're starting to get an understanding of what goes into um, the numbers of how much these kids are going to be making and how much the schools need in NIL money to be competitive. And it's all thanks to Ryan Day, the head football coach of Ohio State football. Uh, he was speaking and kind of let numbers slip. And, and you know, it kind of almost sounds dirty and illegal, what he was saying, but none of it is. You know, Nick Saban started with the whole, uh, you know, Jimbo bought his whole team. So a lot of people, I think, were wondering, well, how much money in NIL do you really need if you're going to buy a team in college football right now? If you're going to buy players, if you're going to try to entice them in that way. And Ryan Day kind of let the, uh, the horse out of the barn. Uh, he spoke to over like 100 local businesses in the Columbus area, basically saying, listen, you want Buckeye football to be successful. This is for the alumni to hear and for the local businesses to hear. We need about $13 million a year right now currently to keep the players we have in place, players that are going to go in the first round of the draft and to keep us competitive to make the college football playoff, $13 million. And he broke that down basically saying, if you want to be competitive with a top-end quarterback like C.J. Stroud, which Ohio State has, a kid that could very well be the number one overall pick in the draft next year, you need about $2 million to keep that kid or to recruit the next kid. So that speaks volumes to donors and the local businesses who are looking to get involved. All the local car dealerships or the franchisees owners who want to make sure that Ohio State football is in the college football playoff because it's good for business, good for them, good to have happy people on game day in Columbus, Ohio. He Ryan Day said you need about $2 million for C.J. Stroud alone. What's really interesting to me and what I love hearing is that elite and edge rushers and elite offensive linemen, Ryan Day also said, are the next two highest paid guys you got to go get. And it makes sense, right? They're the, they're the people that are going high in the drafts you're building around. You'd think, oh, wide receivers are corners. There's so many of those guys. But if you want to go get yourself the elite top 10 tackle in a recruiting class or a top 10 edge rusher, a Bosa, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, a Jake Long, you got to go get yourself an elite college football offensive lineman, a Taylor Luan, then you need about a million bucks per one of those kids as well. So think about that. If Ryan Day is telling you you need $13 million to build a competitive, you know, what he believes a, a college football playoff type roster, or win the Big Ten, make it to the playoff type of roster. So you need $2 million for your quarterback. You need then about a million for an edge rusher, a million for an elite tackle. There's $4 million. Now you got to go spend $9 million, probably another two or three in your offensive line, another one on your defensive line, and then you need at least a – a million for your corners and your and your safeties, a mil, and you know probably two million for your wide receivers and your running backs. And there's your nine million. There's your thirteen million special teams guys and stuff. Hopefully you can get them some sort of deal. 
You can get them a couple, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars here or there with some uh, money locally with the, I don't know, some sort of, you know, sub sandwich shop in town, <laughs> whatever it may be. But these numbers are, are, are big. And if you think yourself $13 million in the Big Ten, if Ohio State needs $13 million to compete, uh, you figure then the SEC schools are battling for that as well. And let's be honest, Ohio State and some of these Big Ten teams, they're going to need more of the businesses in their towns than they will the donor bases. I mean, look at the SEC. As big as the SEC is, Tuscaloosa, Alabama ain't Columbus, Ohio. It, it ain't hold a candle to Columbus, Ohio's almost a million people. It's a huge metropolis. There's a lot going on besides Ohio State football. Tuscaloosa, you need donors. You know what I mean? The low and maybe one big local car dealer in town can pony up, you know, some money, but you need donors, right? College Station, Texas. That ain't Northwestern in Chicago. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that ain't Ann Arbor, Michigan. That ain't Madison, Wisconsin. College Station. Those, those are real towns. Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's a almost you know a quarter or three quarters of a million people, half a million people. Madison, Wisconsin, might be you know half a million three people, three quarters of a million people. Yeah, that ain't that ain't College Station. You know, Arkansas has got some big donors with Jerry Jones, and they better because not a lot going on in Fayetteville as far as business. And, and so it's, it's going to be really interesting. You know, the Pac-12, teams like USC, now they got big donors, but they also are in Los Angeles. So I think if, you're, if, the, if the money you're talking about, $13 million to be competitive – Look out for some of these smaller schools in bigger cities to start being more competitive. Let's be honest. Because donors will only do so much, right? You can go to a bunch of different businesses and get them to hawk out money. Donors get angry at coaches and want coaches fired, and they'll write checks for that. But is a donor really going to write a $2 million check for a, for an offensive lineman and then he kind of flakes out and want to enter the transfer portal? Transfer portal. Those rich guys ain't going to keep writing those checks. So look out for the schools. Miami, USC. Think of some of the smaller schools in bigger cities. Northwestern, I'm telling you. They're going to be more competitive than you think. Ohio State's going to be a lot more competitive. Columbus, Ohio is the biggest town in Ohio. It's bigger than Cleveland and bigger than Cincinnati. And Ohio State football is the biggest brand of football in Ohio. So I'm just saying it. I think Michigan and Arbor, but you could draw some of that Detroit money as well. You're going to see some of these schools that you wouldn't necessarily think that could have a lot of money in the NIL, pull out a lot of money. Big city schools. Big city schools have an advantage here because they don't just have to cry to donors like Nick Saban did and College Station. Like they, College Station has to rely on donors. And how long can you rely on these donors? I don't know. I know if you're Northwestern, you're in Chicago, you can rely on some of these big businesses for a long time to write some so to write some substantial checks. And then you also have big donors because you're Northwestern. 
This will be really interesting. Two million for quarterbacks, a million for an offensive lineman and elite edge rusher in the first year of the NIL. $13 million to field a competitive roster that you feel like can win your Power 5 conference. It's a lot of money. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis on Hyundai. When we come back, we're talking Wilson Contreras, and we're talking the San Francisco 49ers retirement party. Details next. On the Mark, brought to you by Cunis on Hyundai. Hey, y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family, but in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. The over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from in their giant network of dealers. Cunis Honda Hyundai, they're all about faith, family, and giving back. Tell them Mark sent you. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Shop online, Cunis Quincy. Dot com. All right, uh, wrapping up the show, let me jump into, uh, you know, listen, I'm a Cubs fan. Got a doubleheader today, Cubs cards. You can listen to it here on KHMO. And um, the Cubs are in a unique spot with Wilson Contreras, right? Uh, he's 30 years old. He is an all-star catcher. He is in his prime. He's had some injury concerns. Um, uh, but his contract's running out, and so there's a lot of trade him, don't trade him, or sign him, don't sign him. Here's my thoughts. Eventually, you need a Wilson Contreras if you want to win. And the Cubs, I do believe, want to start being competitive next year. They want this rebuild to go quickly and to retool. You know, that's why you got um, Sia Suzuki. You know, that's why you got him. And 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 you bring him in to, to help you know be a new the new kind of centerpiece face and then you know Schwindel and some of these other guys showing on up Wilson Contreras should be a part of winning in the Cubs near future and I get so frustrated with organizations bad organizations like the Jacksonville Jaguars with Jalen Ramsey or the Miami Dolphins with Minka Fitzpatrick bad organizations. Let good players go way too much. Players that you draft, you develop, and then you let them walk away. I get it with the Cubs looking back at Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Javier Baez. Well, do I think that if you had Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez on this current team, and you just went out and got Sia Suzuki, and you just keep spending like absolutely the Cubs would be winning a lot more games, and they would be uh, still in a competitive window. Baseball, I don't understand why owners in baseball have these long rebuilds. There's no salary cap. Go out and spend. A rebuild can last one year. Get the draft picks you want, and then go spend money. Go get free agents. That's what baseball's all about. And so 
I am pro signing Wilson Contreras to a reasonable deal, something that he he will work that he will play for, and have him be the veteran leader in your locker room over the next three years. The rest of this year is going to be bad. Next year is not going to be great. But then in two years from now, he's at the very end of his prime. He is your veteran leader, and he is still competing and helping you win baseball games when you're then now trying to really win baseball games. I just don't understand it. You know, the the, the Jaguars let guy good players go all the time. Jalen Ramsey, oh, he's not happy. Let's just trade him, get him out of town. Or how about you make him happy? How about you keep good players? That's what winning organizations do. They find a way to keep good players and they keep them happy. And bad organizations find a way to just overpay players, the Cleveland Browns. So I'm pro keeping Wilson Couture. And if you're going to trade him, then fine, trade him. But you need to show me then again the plan of here's how we start winning now immediately with the trade assets in the next year or two, you, you you can't go into another season of being like, oh well, no, no, we're still uh, we're still trading guys and uh, trying to trying to rebuild. Can't keep doing that. It's too competitive. The Cubs got to be better than that if you want to be a consistently good organization. Look at the Cardinals. When's the last time the Cardinals have had like a two year bad year? Well, no, we're rebuilding. It doesn't happen with good organizations. Cubs need to prove that they're a good organization. I think part of that is signing Wilson Contreras and retooling, continue to retool. And be competitive next year. All right. Um, the 49ers have two retirements. One, it really doesn't matter, but it's it's nice. Frank Gore's retiring a 49er, signing a, a one-day deal. Listen, Frank Gore is a first-bout Hall of Famer. Frank Gore is not a top-five running back of all time. He's got the third most rushing yards, and uh, he is an incredible NFL player. And he's a first-bout Hall of Famer. He is not a top-five running back. But signing this kind of end deal with the Niners, I think, is very fitting. It's where he did the majority of his uh, of his career and his rushing. And we'll always think of Frank Gore as a 49er. When he goes in as a first-bout Hall of Famer, he's not a top-five running back of all time. I'd argue he's closer to 10 than 5. All right, uh, let's uh, let's wrap up then with the big retirement for the 49ers, center Alex Mack. Now, he's retiring a 49er, but he's really a Cleveland Brown uh, and then spent some time in Atlanta. But Alex Mack, a 13-year center, he was named to the NFL All-Decade team as the center, the 2010s All-Decade team, 13-season, seven-time Pro Bowler, another Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, in that Cleveland Browns line at one time had Joe Thomas and Alex Mack, uh, two guys who were First ballot Hall of Famers. Mac maybe not as much as Thomas, but he's a Hall of Famer in my book. And um, this is going to be really interesting for the 49ers. Young quarterback starting, uh, a lot of pressure to win now, and you lose your your center who's really important that Shanahan run offense. they got a couple rookies in camp maybe, uh, but no one stellar as a veteran to slide in right there. So that's going to be a huge camp storyline for the 49ers and why I think the 49ers – could be taking a step back this year. We'll talk about that later on. Thanks so much for tuning on in On The Mark this Saturday morning, episode 138. Thank you to Cunis Honda Hyundai, as always, for being the sponsor of On The Mark. We appreciate them being a part of the On The Mark family. Thank you, guys. 